Rice. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Moyles. I'm James the Jaster Stewart. And I'm Mus. And you're listening to Monster Mash. And on this week's episode, we are hunting Crimson Glow Valstrax. Hooray! And the Valstrax in, gen- in general. The monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They played the mash. It got on in a flash. They played the mash. They played the. They An elder dragon that soars at very high altitudes far from human habitation. Its flaming rib wings are often the only visible sign of it, giving rise to its nickname, the Argent Comet. Those wings aren't just for flying, though, and are easily used to stab, rend, and blow away its enemies. Occasionally one can find the scorched shells it has left behind. It's how it ends. Gaze up at the sky in fear. The crimson comet draws near. The light of the stars burns the earth to ash. Rends heaven in twain with a final flash. I like this monster. I don't like that description, but uh, what description? Your weird exclamation. But the Barufaruku, the, Jap- the Japanese yeah. way of saying Valfalk. Well, that's that's how we knew him when we did our first Valfalk. Yeah. Valf- I didn't call him Valfalk. He is now Valstrax. Um, yeah, but he was Valfalk when we did our first podcast on him. Still not keen on that name at all. I well, definitely prefer Valfalk. Yeah. This makes more sense. I, I know what Strax is. They just think it sounds cool. I don't think it means anything. I guess it could be like. No, it does. Like, like his face is like ba- clearly based off of like a falcon. Yeah. Like that's where the falcon, oh, as we know them in the West, from. like that's a why Straxon. people like yeah. translated. That's why fans translated it that way. Well, also, um, one of the reasons you have that is because when they put out merch, it will have English text on it, just because Japanese mm. people think it looks cool. Also, like, it's so there were, fi- were figures of, of the, the Japanese name, right? The, the Baru. So yeah, Baru it, it would say it would say Baru Faruku in like katakana, mm. but underneath it, it would say Valfalk in English ah. letters. Oh, uh, they, yeah, yeah, they love putting English letters all over the place. Yeah, V A L P H A X was how they were spelling it. I do think. Wait, no, that's not correct. That's not correct. V A L P H Oh, okay, yeah. 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 I do think Valstrax... Yeah, the, the PH is dumb, but... Not as dumb as the name Valstrax, in my opinion. I do think it sounds like <laughs> some sort of, uh, like... Like a medicine? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I was thinking more like it sounds like a sort of um, a, a new drop mix type game by... Uh, oh, you're, you're, you're hearing, like, like, tracks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, then, like, tracks. if it's Val's tracks, it, it's like yeah, Val. I'm at like my own tracks. My elderly, <laughs> my elderly auntie's birthday party, and I'm playing the young music. And my uncle's like, "Come on, Luke, play Val's tracks." <laughs> Hello, ladies. <laughs> <That'll be nice. laughs> 
But as a monster, I think it's sick as hell. Oh yeah, like yeah, the design's it, fantastic. Such a, it's so cool, right? Like more like when monsters fly in this game, typically it's this it's very quite laboured and lumbering as they transition from zone to zone. Um, yeah, it's usually they are basically they only fly when they're moving, and then yeah. maybe they'll sometimes hover during an attack. Yeah, but, but Valfalk is properly flying during its attacks. Yeah, it is zipping about like crazy, and I think that's quite unique that it uses its speed to such a degree in mm-hmm. the fight, and then of course in its whole presentation, like where it rockets in from the sky, literally. So, like, that can catch you off as in. well, like. What other monsters? Like, I don't think there's any other monster in the series that catches you off guard when it is transitioning to another zone. It's like you're sitting there, like you're fighting it, and then it just decides, "I'm going to leave," and then it rockets up and it blasts you back. And no other mm. monster like does that because, like you said, it's all mm-hmm. like a rattle or something yep. slow and laboured when it's leaving an area. Well, I remember like the big attack where it sort of flies up in the air, circles around, and it comes back and gets you. Mm-hmm. Particularly when it did that back in um, Double Cross and Generations Ultimate. That was back when we still had like separate zones. Yeah. So that felt like it was breaking the rules of the game. That's still like that's the best attack like ever that any monster's got though. Yeah. Like the whole like just the way it looks, like when he goes way up into the sky and circles around and then dive bombs you and then the the sound, like when he impacts into the ground, like the sound kinda does that weird like reverb. Noise yeah, like, it like silences everything. It like yeah, even, like, it, like, everything goes stops silent, the yeah. music even. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about it's that. It kind of does like like the like you've just had an explosion happen nearby you, and you've got that like your your, your, your drums are being like fucking bust open. You've ruptured. Yeah, yeah, and they've got that kind of ringing sound. Yeah, I forgot it does that. That's a really cool bit of audio design for this guy. I didn't notice it in the rise hunt. It does. But I definitely remember that from. Does it? Yeah. Okay. It still has it. Yeah. Mine... It's just obviously you're not going to notice it when we're recording and chatting shit, talking yeah. all over shit over the journal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I because obviously there was a period where when Double Cross was out, but World was coming out, we didn't know if we'd ever get Generations Ultimate over here. And there was also like this feeling of like, are the monsters that were introduced in Cross and Double Cross just going to be gone? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got like okay Glavinus turned up in Iceborne so it's like okay they are acknowledging those monsters and then yeah now that I look back on it now that we have got Valstrax in the newer game he makes so much sense because the way he moves around is really suited to a one contiguous map like he can show it off a lot more on these maps than he mm-hmm. could in the old the old maps where the area we're fighting him is pretty small so he can only zoom so far and in that sky attack, you have to actually watch the map, really, to see the full extent of it. That's it. There are a couple of points in the hunt in, in uh, Rise where you would you know, zip away, and because of the nature of how, you know, the open-ended nature of the game, you can see him in the other zone already, you know, kind of just lumbering about, whereas you mm. don't have that, that, that nice kind of visual note in, uh, in Double Cross. He obviously, in this game, he was like a DLC boss added as like the final update before the, to end the base game, basically. Mm. Um, whereas in 
back in Generations Ultimate, he was like the main. He was the final boss of single player, right? He was the flagship. So he actually Generations Ultimate. Yeah, he was the flagship. So he yeah. was all over the story, and there was that whole thing where you have the first time you meet him, he's like introduced in a cutscene, and then it's a long time before you fight him, but you can see him in the sky through the whole game. Yeah, there's like a red light in the sky, like the comet. Mm-hmm. I totally he had a forgot huge about that presence in that game. Yeah, I totally forgot about the Argent Comet, as they called it. But as in, well, I mean, you know, um, obviously he wasn't in base Monster Hunter Rise. But oh, you know, it was in base Monster oh, Hunter Rise. One point one. I'm so confused when you say that because, like, I view the whole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Is the because... base game. <laughs> right. I get what you mean. One point oh, he wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. Um, though there are those messages that you can find in every map mm. um, and the Sandy Plains messages if you read them there was an old hunter long separated from his hometown who yearned to reunite with those he had left behind <laughs> despite his old age he persisted in heaving his aching muscles and ragged bones forward one step after another a map showed that his village was just over the horizon but an unfamiliar wasteland sprawled between him and it. Barely escaping the hungry jaws of countless monsters, he pressed on, willful that he would put this savage land behind him ere long. Then, finally, he came upon a a path that plunged into the underbelly of the void. Shaken, uneasy, he descended it with all. This building was familiar, he knew it too well, but no wonder he couldn't find it. It had been buried under the sand. Hoping to find something left behind, anything, he entered his old house. On the wall was written this message. As the crimson glow falls upon us, our people flee this land. But I promise to survive that we two may reunite. So, the sort of people who went and unlocked all of that shit when the game came Mm. out started speculating that that was going to be referring to Valstrax. Uh, like, yeah, like two or three months before sale. we actually got Argent him. Comet, Red Comet, Crimson Glow. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Can we get story time with Luke every week? I mean, we we probably should have done it back when we talked about these areas. <laughs> we, we, we brought it up, didn't yeah. we? Because I did ask you about the messages and you said it all kind of led we up mentioned to... The we didn't actually talk about the law, did we? Yeah, oh, but it sucks. turns out like there's it's, they're, they're like five separate stories, one for each area. Okay. Mm-hmm. And did they all refer to Valstrax? No, 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 no. I just that's why I just read the Sandy Plains one. Okay. Like the Shrine Ruins is just basically a history of the Shrine Ruins. It's got some cute stuff about how they like their myth, their blah, religion and stuff. Uh, Frost Islands tells the story of that boat that went there to kill a dragon and then they all fucking died. The dragon was <laughs> Zora Magdaros. People figured out like the big clump. The big clump is like Zora Magdaros, like skull. Ah. Like a little shrine. Flooded Forest is this. Cute little story about a feline and a melinx. And so that was only one good story. That's probably that is probably the best one as like an actual story, yeah. <laughs> that was um, and Lava Caverns. I think Lava Caverns might also be hinting to a monster, but I can't figure out what it is. Because it talks about this oh. scientist investigating these weird underground vibrations and he never figures out what it is. It's like Nactor. Yeah. Could be. Maybe it's Sharish Valda. I suppose on that note, I never want to talk more about the specifics of the fight. Yeah, let's little... move on to... So technically Valstrax is not in Rise because it's a new subspecies. Yes. But it's like only the second time in the whole history of Monster Hunter you've had a subspecies in a game where the original's not in it. Hey Andy, tell us about this subspecies. It's a variant. 
There's a difference. Uh, sorry, I'll talk about the variant, not the subspecies. A mutant Valstrax fearsomely dubbed the Crimson Glow. This Elder Dragon typically secludes itself in the upper atmosphere, but it has been driven mad by its own rampant energy, causing to lash out at anything in its sight. Once it sights its prey, it swoops down, trampling them beneath its shifting wing blades. Several have been sighted all over, so be prepared to encounter one at any time. Clearly tells you, like, that's the difference between, like, a subspecies and a variant. A variant is usually a monster that's, like, it's a standard species. Like, that's why you get raging Brachydios, but something's happened mm. to it along the way to turn it into the raging Brachydios. Mm. Crimson Glow is the same. Well, yeah, I guess it is because the regular one does charge up that red glow, but it only has it sometimes, mm-hmm. and this is the version that's got it all the time. So, it does, yeah, you are right to compare it to, like, Raging Brachydios or the... Um... Furious Raja. Yeah, Furious I'm trying to think yeah. of the Devil Joe one. Savage Devil Savage. Joe. So, yeah, but it's just, yeah, like I said, it's weird that we don't have a regular Valstrax to compare it to. Yeah, but I guess it's just that they, they started to redesign the fight and then I guess they realised they'd taken it so far that they couldn't just mm. call it the same monster. It's the outlier in the game as well because like everything else is like normal like there's no other variants or other subspecies. I'm surprised Otherwise, we didn't get a, a Furious that, Yeah, that's a point. There's like no variants or subspecies at all. That's pretty standard for base game, though. Base right? game, like, yeah. I, I, yeah. Think. I guess, yeah, I haven't yeah. actually played that many base games. No, we've got, we got Pink that's Wrath the, that's in, the way it was in, in world. world. Yeah, yeah, but that was unusual to the point where it was very exciting when the it turned one in world, to right? find out that it was Tons just Yeah, Pink now Wrath that you mention it, it is the only one in world. Blue. Yeah. When Joe was added to world, did he not have the Savage version? No. Not right away, I don't think. Yeah. Do you think Savage was in world and then Iceborne, even? Ah, there you go. Shows how much I've One thing I kind of clocked in the fight with uh, Crimson Glow Valstrax is that I I wonder if they were able to. It was more easy for them to bring Valstrax across because I'm pretty sure it uses the same skeleton as much as we hate using these terms because we know nothing about game development but I'm pretty sure it must have some sort of shared base with Sharash Valda in terms of the the wings and some of the the same animations like that big kind of laser beam move that it does which is one of its like big super attacks the way it uses its hand its wings as like an extra hand Yeah. yeah but I mean I never really, yeah, I guess really they would have been done with generations when they started Iceborne, but they're both basically just using the dragon skeleton in a slightly weird way. Yeah, it's like animation-wise, like, um, there's, there's definitely real, there's definitely similarities you can see, but I think it's not like I'm saying, oh, it's a clone or anything like that, because yeah. it is still so They're visually distinct. Yeah, like 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 visually distinct in what it does and. Um, but also, when, when Sharish Fowder uses its wings, it doesn't use them physically that much. It usually just uses them to shoot beam attacks, which I know Valstrax does. But it also, like, swings them around like blades. It stabs at you and swipes at you and stuff. Yeah, like, like, like 360 spins and stuff like that. Shara does that, doesn't it? I think mm-hmm. it does a little, but 
it's not really it what clamps it's it, like if you're too close so like it kind of uses its swings to kind of do a scoop attack like underneath it to kind of mm. grab you if you're on the side of its legs I suppose like well, it does the car wash move doesn't it yeah But so, yeah. Mas, this is your first time fighting any form of Valstrax. Yeah. How did you find it? It's a bit of a spectacle. Bit of a spectacle, isn't it? Oh, this yeah. lad mm-hmm. flying about the sky a lot, and particularly because of the location where you fight it, uh, is a lot of uh, dull colours. So, the really vivid, like, an angry purpley red shade on its on its wings, flashing across your screen all the time. That's always uh, a nice you can, highlight. Um, you can fight it on every map. Yeah, it's multiple areas. It's it scores. It's like I was about to say that. I, don't want I mean, it will look good anyway. It just looked particularly good. Yeah, it's an yeah. invasion style like monster. So like the way they do it in Rises is like you hunt it on various maps. It's like random each time. Yeah. But apparently you can you can just um, you have to be prepared to encounter one at any time. You can you can be hunting if, another monster time, and then so. you'll get the message at the bottom of your screen hey. saying, um, ambush. just Valstrax ambush. And then it would just come at you. <laughs> I haven't I, had heard uh, people talking about it, but yeah. I'm glad I'm glad to see a, a fella like this in the game. Cause it's pretty outrageous, right? Mm. <laughs> With the way it moves and the way it shoots crap out of its wings and has all of these, you know, the ambush thing, that's cool. But I'm also glad that there's only there's only one fella. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think it would be too much if there was too many monsters like this but on its own it's quite a special special fella and it's good nice treat mm. i don't know if you'd agree with that no i do i think um i think we've spoken about it on the original episode but double cross and in, in, in generations definitely felt more anime <laughs> shall we say in its presentation like with all the kind of super attacks and things like all the hunters had and then valfalk felt like a perfect final boss for that game, you know, big outrageous monster to counter all the big outrageous hunter arts that you have, and in a way, you still have those hunter arts in um in Rise with the um wirebug moves, um. So he doesn't feel out of place in that regard because you, the hunter, are able mm-hmm. to do ridiculous things. Again, that kind of uh, meshes nicely with the ridiculousness of Valstrax. Whether or not he would have fit in world which was a bit more muted in terms of what the hunter could do i don't know but i think he's still i think he fits like you said there must if every monster was like this it wouldn't really work (laughs) that well but i think to kind of counter him is the last the last monster you fight in base game (laughs) rise um you know i think he works well definitely yeah it definitely wouldn't have to... fit in world because it would have just flown into it all would have bloody stuck trees. In the ancient forest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would have like quite no literally not fit in to... world. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it could have been in the desert map. Yeah, I was going to say world's by a waste would yeah. fit quite nicely, right? Mm. But... <laughs> There's more desert dwelling or like cliff-based type maps. Is typically where it kind of dwells. Right, but it wouldn't have been able to like ambush or whatever in any old map and have that kind of gimmick surprise. I guess to be fair, mo- most maps they could probably fit in apart from, we just always think of Ancient Forest, right? Yeah. But That's the that's like the definitive Monster Hunter world map. <laughs> I don't care how much I like oh, yeah. the look of the um, the Riggler den, whatever it's called, Coral Highlands. Coral Highlands. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but I prefer I'll Wrigley. I always Den. think of uh, that. Yeah, the Wrigley Den. I'll always think <laughs> of Wrigley uh, Kingdom. <laughs> I'll always think of Ancient Forest. That's like the definitive yeah. world map for me. Too. Too. So it's usually the case with other like 100 games. Like you remember the first map as that game in your head, right? Like I'll always remember Shrine Ruins for Rise. Yeah, and I suppose definitely for for Troy. I think of the uh, the area just outside the village. Mm-hmm. Four, I think of uh, ancestral step. Yeah, a lot of time you, like, you spend most of your time on all of the games. Like that's where you spend most of your time. For, like, but also, like yeah, the early game is the bit that. where you're. The early game is when you're learning the game, so hunts are taking a bit longer. You're taking mm-hmm. the time to explore. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, maybe we've done more like cumulative hunts in other maps but by that point you're just smashing them out like in um dark souls i've got a lot of memories of like the um the undead berg and stuff because mm. that's when you're learning right and it's all new and scary how did you find the difficulty of valstrax in Rise, kind of comparing them to the kind of post-game monsters that we got in World. Piece of piss, mate. Didn't even die. Yeah, I'm fated once. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> I think I I think this is like the perfect sort of level of difficulty in that you can still fuck you up, you know. But we were quite vocal about how, just aside, we didn't really spend time with the. The post-game monsters and ice burner. I suppose that is comparing um, G rank to, to well, I, normal. I'd rank. say we, we aren't necessarily spending our time with the monsters here. I, I I think this is a problem with the later rollout of, of DLC that it, it doesn't fit into the our gaming cycle as well. So we do tend to have moved on before a lot of it I comes suppose, out. Obviously, yeah. Jas is much more of a diehard, but obviously, you know, we haven't. This is our. Fu- first time fighting yeah uh, me me and jazz stuck with it so we played it when it came out yeah um yeah i don't it never felt like it was i was expecting it to be mad difficult like i just had it in my because i remember valstrax being pretty tough (laughs) but that's also because i have a lot of memories of it as a g-rank monster that i was i could either play it with you guys or play it solo right Mm. um but I, I so I listened to our old Valfalk episode today, um, and it did have one hilarious bit where Andy goes on a rant about how he refuses to use life powders because whenever he does, someone else uses one as well, so it's a waste. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Andy, so he just lessons to live. But also, Andy, yeah. like, <laughs> life powders to fucking wire bugs in my son rise. But he's saying he's he says like, oh, can we make sure we hunt this and this and this after? Because I need to make a set, and we're like, yeah, yeah, great, and we're into it. And I think the way that the multiplayer scales now, we don't have that. If you need to farm something, you can just do it yourself. Yeah. Whereas a big part of the reason we used used to play a lot of Monster Hunter because it's like, Jay's making this armor, I'm making that armor. And we would like roll through it. I feel like there was less of that this time. I also feel that the where we are in our lives is quite different. So it's yeah. not like we all sit there most evenings ready to play. So I'd say that that's yeah, I know, I know. we are just getting old, yeah. This is getting I'm, fucking I'm literally heavy in lads. Japan. 
<laughs> expecting a nice chat about a dragon that's a jet engine and it gets somebody calls someone else her own, her own her own mortality <laughs> Have we got any, have we got anything else more to say on on the monster maybe so I think this one's got a lot of um like kaiju influence well I think I mentioned back when we did the first Valfalk episode that like its design reminds me a lot of Gauss which is the main bad monster from the Gamera movies I think it's the head is like definitely based a little bit on that mm. and sort of the color scheme and stuff but just generally the way that it's it's barely even attempting to be how real animals are. Like, it flies around on freaking jets. Yeah, it's a jet engine. Like, it's, that's it's, all I think of. Like, it's just based on, like, a jet. Like, a fighter yeah, jet. Yeah, it's based on a fighter jet, but it's got, like, this... And most Monster Hunter monsters are pretty naturalistic, right? They have, like, a weird element, but they, mm-hmm. they're built like real animals. Whereas this just isn't. It's like something out of an Ultraman or a, a really wacky old Godzilla. Where they where the monsters do just randomly have like chainsaws on their faces and stuff, and then the way it's like overflowing with energy and glowing is something that you get in like a lot of the latter day Godzilla movies. Mm-hmm. And I think well, Monster Hunter has obviously always had a bit of like kaiju influence, and then this one just really seems to feels like it brings that home to me. And I guess the fact that I first encountered it in a game I had to play entirely in Japanese yeah, probably yeah. helps. <laughs> definitely helps. Yeah. Add a bit of that influence, right? <laughs> but I feel more so than a lot of the particularly if you compare it to like a lot of the world monsters where they're very very believable this guy is very wacky speaking of a world monster does the, does Valstrax have any turf wars and if so is one of them the Basil Goose because I really hope it is I was going to mention that actually. I forgot to bring it up, but yeah, because like a fighter jet versus bomber thing. Yeah, what is he? I think I've seen him one with Magnamalo. Of course, Magnamalo wants to scrap with everyone, doesn't Magnamalo he? Magnamalo fights everything. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it does. Like, he... That's the one I seem to remember, but I could be making up. I don't know. Because he, he like he comes in and like dive bombs and does a bunch of damage, but I can't think if he has like a full on turf or animation after that. I don't I'm think sh- I've seen one. It's just it's hard to remember. But I feel just, like every monster happen, probably does, right? They don't happen a whole lot in Rise. Like they're just they're not there for the most part. Yeah, it's, it's not like, like in World where you're seeing one. Yeah. You're pretty familiar with what monsters so. have what. I think Instead of when, most, when monsters meet in Rise, they get props like the the wyvern riding. Wyvern and riding, and then one of them. Far more often, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's only occasionally like I think there's only a handful of monsters that actually have like connected like turf wars and. Even in, like, they're just so real. Maybe it has one with Teostra. I could see it having ones with like the other other elder dragons. Yeah, they probably do. They just you need to luck out and get the combination on that specific hunt, and then you need to get the other monster to be bothered. I don't think they have multiple um... elder dragon hunts, so I don't know if you would see. Yeah, I get. I think I'm just I'm scrolling like some message board stuff. It seems like it has the ambush uh, instead, for the most mm. part. It's got a turf war with Great Roggy. (laughs) Is that a turf (laughs) war or just a drive-by murder? (laughs) (laughs) The Great Roggy just gets picked up and like 
Rocketed into the sky and doesn't know where it is. You you, you go through the quest. Well done, you win. Drops all its parts and leaves. There's a loud noise and the great Rocky isn't there anymore. There's just like some red mist. Yeah. Like. Oh, the wiki has my little list, so I can tell you for certain very soon. And yeah, it it doesn't even have an entry, so no. No. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't have them, though. To be fair, yeah. Like I it's so fucking rare, it's probably... Mm. No one's probably seen it yet. Like one, one person's seen it and they don't have access to the wiki. Just, just Jess. Yeah. <laughs> and that's only because his uncle told him not to access yeah. it. Convinced. He's got one with Magnum Allo, and it's just like the standard Magnum I'm Allo sure that was in the trailer for Valstrax when they showed them off. Yeah, that does ring a bell, actually. It's like they do they've done that a lot though, like that's the thing. Like I could just be remembering like Magnumalo versus Rathalos. Mm-hmm. That's like in the very first one of the very first like Ice trailers. Like as the end of Does its name actually mean anything, Luke? Uh what well, you mean Valstrax specifically? Because Val yeah. Fa- Valfalk was like Valor and Falcon. Yes. I uh, chatted about that on the old episodes, but Yeah. I feel like I feel like Valstrax is just trying to sound cool. It could maybe be like a, a stratosphere sort of thing. Hmm. But I, th- I think, yeah, I think it's mostly just because they thought Valfalk was difficult to say. I can't believe we're all dismissing my Valstrax theory. Yep. Dismissed. <laughs> what would be on Valstrax, Andy? Uh, Fatboy Slim. Oh, okay. Weapon of choice. Turns out Val's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. She likes a bit of Jamiroquai. Um, she's into... Which Jamiroquai song has she got in Val's tracks? Uh, Space Cowboy. Good choice. Hmm, like I, just, I just Googled there for like the Val's tracks like, stuff. And... and he does love Jamiroquai. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it says that the tracks part is Icelandic for sudden or instant. So Valstrax okay. is literally translated to sudden slaughter or instant carnage. Yeah, they'll fix that. Is it like that's just like a, a fan theory though? That's just awful. Well, all all Monster Hunter name meanings are basically fan theories. Yeah, because they they don't except, put this except in the ones that confirmed. Oh yeah, yeah. Back translation in Gen three, there was that period where they'd done the interviews. Yeah, but I I, I wish they did that because that was a good resource to have. Yeah. The guy who worked on the translation, like on For You and then and, and Generations, didn't work on Rise. Different translation studio for Rise, so. So, if, uh, if you, in case you didn't realise, we've now done every monster in Monster Hunter Rise, um, which would normally leave us up shit creek without a paddle. Um, but we've had a few ideas of things we can do to <laughs> stretch it out <laughs> until Sunbreak comes out in the summer. Uh, we presume the summer. Um, and what we've decided to do first is have a little look at the different weapons uh, across the Monster Hunter series. Um, I don't think we'll be doing one per episode. <laughs> we'll probably fit a couple or a few into an episode each. But uh, yeah. Oh, I, was, spoken. I, I was assuming it would be like when we do small monsters, we're just going to do all 14. Oh, I guess, I guess we'll gonna... we'll start and see how long we talk about them. I guess. Yeah. I I do not think we will have more than one episode's worth of talk. We shall <laughs> see how many episodes you get of this. It may be one. We might manage to. We'll see. 
But uh, yes, join us for that. I mean, there's Until... five weapons they get to listen to every week. Da, 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 da. If you want to hear more from these weapons, where can we be found, Luke? You can find the podcast on Twitter at Monster Mash Pod. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just search Monster Mash Podcast. Uh, if you want to help support the podcast, keep it online and find other podcasts made by me and my pals. You can go to patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. Uh, even if you're not planning on supporting us, that's a good fi- good place to find links to all of our content. Uh, if you want to hear more from me and Mus in particular, we both stream a little bit on Twitch. You can find me on Twitch at LukeLovesPKMN. You can find Mus on Twitch at StarMus. And I've heard they can find Andy on Twitter at AndyMan949, but what can they tweet at him, Mus? Well, this week, see if you can come up with your own ideas for some of Val's tracks, and Andy will mm. let you know if they made the cut or not. It really helps if you're familiar with Andy's, fi- Andy's fictional anti-Val. I mean, I, the thing is, I can make a proper Spotify playlist out of that. That sounds pretty exciting. So, there we yeah. go. That, that's the first time I'm ever on board with this. Actually, excited message. of people tweeting. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for nobody to tweet at me. <laughs> if by some yeah. miracle Andy does get tweeted a bunch of song recommendations, we've got to do a podcast where we just listen to Val's tracks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be incredible. <laughs> if not, maybe I'll just make Val's tracks anyway. <laughs> so if you think that sounds, sounds like a fun episode, get in touch, listeners. You can make it happen. <laughs> But until then, thank you for listening. Peace. Cheerio. Bye. Goodbye. That'll be fine after an edit. He's flying so low, he's flying so low. I fucking can't think of him, not think of the high school version. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy! Now the carbonite is gone, that's the fucking line! <laughs> Fucks you up, mate. <laughs> uh, big jet engine. Yeah. Is it not a steam engine? No, it's a jet engine. <laughs> Could have been the Fred Dibner. That's a new move. The big, massive laser beam on steam. It's not a steam engine. Oh, you don't know who Fred Dibner is? No, no, no. No, should I? Yeah, get good at watching fucking history documentaries from the BBC in the 90s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's on the stage a lot more. You know what? I think I'll pass on that, actually. <laughs> Rest in peace, Fred Dibner. Oh, fucking yeah. years ago, yeah. <clears throat> well, I only just found out about him, so that's very hard. What a tough day it is for you, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from Andy's point of view, he died very young. <laughs> <laughs> Minus one years old. Well, trucks always fired laser beams like that. He does more of it because this is the this is technically like a variant.
I'm pretty sure he did blaze beam before. I think he just fired like. I think you had, you had to really piss him off before he did before. Oh, actually, no, mate. I think he just he shot them as like a little bullet straight. Like yeah, like loads of bullets. He didn't shoot a big one. Like that. Fucking hell. He was very, very crimson, didn't he? That's for sure. He must have to school with a girl mm. called Crimson. See, he's done to me. Right. Looked really at the sky. What are you remembering to see? You <laughs> that was not a fact I was expecting you to come out with, to be honest. I, I don't know what I was expecting. What a worthwhile trip down memory lane that was for me. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm on this podcast. <laughs> me and Mus went to school with the Valstrax. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hello. Oh fuck. Jess is soloing it, meanwhile there's five of us with the fucking Ragnar getting involved. <laughs> We're doing okay. Ambush. Ambush. Oh. Do you want to be Oh wait! No! <laughs> <laughs> Just to check, Luke, you're the one who's done this quest before, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I was eating a crisp, though. <laughs> oh, there we go, that's fine. Well, that, well, that makes it all okay. Yeah, it's like a fucking <laughs> <laughs> What was that about you not eating all your fucking snacks, mate? You fucked it already. <laughs> Is he ambitious? He's like, uh, probably just like... probably just leaving it. Where did it say ambush, anyway? It said it on the right-hand side of the where? screen. You know, like something that comes out, like saying, like turf war or what happened. Yeah. It's like. It doesn't really sound like. Nightwear, yeah. Yeah. But as we established last week, Jay, Andy can't. Andy can't. That's true. I mean, you know that for Final Fantasy. Andy can't read. What have you got against touring car legend Andy Reid? God, There's a 90s touring car driver called Andy Reid. I don't I don't understand what, what the beef is with that that nice gentleman. Andy Reid ran over Fred Dibner. Who? That's not how it happened. Oh really? fuck. Oh that my one, god. Yeah, that's that just, right. That one shot me. That was insane. He was a nice man. He went up chimneys and stuff. And talked about steam engines. <laughs> And then people have spliced his uh, his voice into metal songs, so you can listen to Dibnacore online if you fancy it. Prospect of Andy listening to any heavy metal songs—it's not gonna happen. Yep. It's always tough playing up your love of Dibna versus your hatred of metal. I think you might be right. I mean, what aspect of metal is it that you hate? Uh, the music. I mean, is it like the screechy voice, or is it just the guitars and that? It's very much the screaming. Because, <laughs> yeah, if that's been replaced with Fred Dibner quotes... <laughs> yeah, it has just been replaced by Fred Dibner quotes. It's just Fred Dibner speaking. <laughs> so this this might be my entry to metal, is that what you're saying? Could be. Dibnercore. Check it out. <laughs> a couple of years from now, Andy goes to a pick. Metal festival. Where's the uh, Dibnacore tent? <laughs> he's just shouting steam engine at people. I don't think uh, he's already dead, mate. Not even shouting it, he's just saying steam engine at metal fans. I think Dibnacore all happened after his death, to be fair. He never knew what he became. Alternatively, um, Christopher oh. Lee 
legitimately recorded. Uh, objective complete. Some music. So you can you can listen to Christopher Lee I can see his, before like, his death. <laughs> Saruman Core. <laughs> I think he's fucked up. You would know, it says, it's, oh, I think it was us. <clears throat> you would know, boy. Oh, you would know. <laughs> I have a lock on. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see the old Got the old fucking thing when you look at the map and you forget what colour your character is, like on your little, little arrow. Nope. You're like, I'm the green arrow. <laughs> you gotta like follow him to someone else's fucking thing. And you're like, I'm by the muscle. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I've got the fucking. Right, look at that, targeted. Fuck's sake, lads. I was just following the wrong bit of the map. <laughs> what happened to you, Matt? I was following Luke. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm playing in a tabletop mode, so I can barely see the minimap. It's way too small for me to get any useful information out of, so I just follow you. Is the M &M it looks like hikes all the time, so I assume he never gets lost. Oh, I regularly get lost, that's the fun hike. No, well, yeah, that, that is definitely what Luke does. <laughs> the chocolate. You don't see oh, no, that no, thing. No, 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 no! Yeah. I'm a fire in oh, me laser. Oh, fuck, that was close. <laughs> yeah, I know! <laughs> I just think thought I thought I'd throw that in there actually because current events is the thing people are talking about. We're close enough now that we don't want to fuck it. Yes. Oh, I mean, I never wanted to fuck it. So. Whereas you were well up for fucking it earlier, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I just wouldn't have been that bothered if we'd fucked it like five minutes in. Saw a brilliant thing on Twitter this morning where someone had changed the, <clears throat> the legs of the M&M to bayonetas. Oh, because <laughs> oh, we, nah, 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 nah. we wanted to fuck it before they changed its shoes. I think so it would be more reasonable to assume you meant the rapper than the fucking top. I you meant the rapper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People are currently talking about M&M? They changed the design of the green M&M so she doesn't wear kinky boots anymore. And a bunch of conservative TV people were going off about how it's the fucking leftists <laughs> ruining a sex icon or whatever. <laughs> the fucking woke left <laughs> taking away my right to fuck M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> 